uh, sometimes uh, sometimes they get out. I don't know how they get out, but sometimes they get out. <laughs> and uh, Caleb has been awfully, awfully clingy today. Let's just put it that way. So some days they have those days, don't they? And they're just, uh, they've got to have you. This morning it was uh, 6 o'clock or so, and I heard him heard him down there, you know, moaning and groaning, and then it was weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, but within the next 20 minutes, you know, and uh, he, he'll just keep going sometimes. We have this, um, uh, you know, we, we're in a world where we don't do as much, we don't do the baby monitors, we just have like a security camera up there so we can pull it up on our phone and uh, you can talk uh, through, the, the, through your phone and, and it will have a speaker on the camera. And so sometimes when he's crying and wailing, you know, we'll say, Caleb, get back in bed and stop crying. And, you know, especially those first few times, but still now, he just, where's the voice coming from, you know? He has a sense of the idea, you know, he'll point the direction, but he doesn't quite get it, you know? So it's just, and, you know, he doesn't realize you see him, so he, sometimes he'll be out of bed. Right now, he's figured out how to turn the light on in the room. We're trying to get something to put over the light switch so he can't, but he, he's, he's got a couple bins of toys. He'll dump all the toys out, put the bin in front of the light switch, stand on it, you know? And that was, that was after the fact that we moved his chair out of there because he was using that to turn the light on. Uh, but it's funny. Yeah, you'll talk to him. You'll say, Caleb, get back in bed. Jump about on the container. Turn off the light. Jump back in bed as though, you know, you, you never knew. So uh, kids, kids are kids. They're funny. But um, he's, uh, he's, he's fun to be around. Well, I'm excited to preach this morning. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like with the holidays... Uh, we had a couple, you know, the, the couple weeks there where uh, just we didn't get the momentum. So I don't know. I feel like I haven't preached in days. So if I go long, that's why. Okay, that's why. So let's take our Bibles together and turn to Luke chapter number 13. Luke 13. I am excited to preach today. Sometimes when God lays something on your heart and he stirs you up about, um, it's just exciting to share. And so I'm excited to share with you uh, this this morning. And, uh, you know, it, it's... It always amazes me, it truthfully does, when, um, you know, it's, it's you, you, uh, like a weekend like this, you come into a weekend, you just like you don't even know uh, as a preacher, you know, what am I going to speak on today? <laughs> and God just kind of leads you and impresses on your heart uh, uh, specific things, and when you know, you just know that that's what God has for you. And then it's like, it's like uh, a, a Christmas gift almost that you just can't wait to give to someone and to share with them. That's how it is whenever God gives you a message. And so uh, maybe you don't know what I mean, but uh, uh, that's, that's how it feels. So I'm excited this morning. Luke chapter 13. Um, uh, God spoke to me in this passage, and it stirred me up, and I hope he'll do the same to you. Uh, verse number 6, the word of God says, He, he spake a par- uh, also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. He came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on the fig tree, and find none. Cut it down, why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. Let's pray. Our heavenly gracious Father, we thank you that it's yet another year. As we think this morning upon this new year and what uh, you would have purpose for us, Lord, may we um, consider in our own hearts and our own, in our own minds what you would have for us. Uh, speak to us. May your Holy Spirit move in and through us in Jesus' name. Amen. We're into another year, as we say, right? Uh, another new year. A new year of resolutions. Uh, a new year of joys, excitements, and maybe in the opposite. A new year of uh, sorrows and burdens. Um, another year of age. That's always exciting, right? 
another year getting older, another, another gray hair uh, getting grayer, you know, uh, maybe a few less hairs on the head altogether, and, uh, but another year. And as we think into this new year, uh, how, we, we should be asking ourselves this question, what is God's purpose in this year? I want to note, bring your attention to verse number 8, where the Word of God says, And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also. I've entitled the message this morning, that very thing, this year also. You know, God gives us every year that we have. Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. Uh, if we didn't have the years in life to say uh, for life, then we wouldn't be living very long. Right? Uh, those years are years that are filled with memories, uh, with uh, w- memories of joy. Uh, and sometimes those even memories of sorrow are, uh, bring joy in the end because they bring back uh, heartfelt, warm memories and, and uh, wishing I was back there again type memories. You know, uh, Years are full of so many different things. But this year also, as we consider this year, is this a year in which we intend, or, or should we say, that we see God having a purpose within? As I would ask myself this question, what is the purpose in this year? What is the purpose in 2023? Uh, I would conclude with, with these things that I want to share with you this morning. Uh, the purpose in the year 23, number one, uh, what do we see of this new year? Well, God's purpose is that his mercy would be seen within it. That his mercy would be seen within it. What is this parable about? Parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Here we have a fig tree sitting within a vineyard. Not any com- uncommon thing. A vineyard is going to have fig trees. It's going to have other trees. It's going to have uh, plants which are, are intended to bear fruit. The Bible tells us that the owner of the vineyard comes and he sees this particular fig tree and what is wrong with it? It's not bearing fruit. And so he, tell, he asks the caretaker, the one who's supposed to be watering and, and fertilizing and, and uh, preparing the ground properly and caring for uh, that fig tree and, and asks him, say, hey, why is this tree not bearing fruit? Why come earth into the ground? What's the purpose in it being here if it's not going to bear fruit? Why even let it remain to remain here? Just cut it down and start over again. Just put your focus in something that is actually bearing fruit. And of course, we know the caretaker's response. And here we find and are reminded in the very picture of Jesus himself. Notice verse 8 again. Notice carefully. And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also. You understand that Jesus Christ, until he stepped in on our account, we, as a result of our sin, deserved death. Aren't you thankful that Jesus stepped in? Amen? Thankful for what Jesus has done on the cross. Are we excited about that this morning? Amen? Christ has stepped in on our account. And though we did not deserve what Christ has done, yet he said, let him alone. Let her alone. Don't, 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 that dearth, death is not to be their end result yet. Give it another year. Let it be one more year. If, if there is fruit, then great. If there's no fruit, then do as you will. Could I say to you, that's, that, that is very much what Jesus has done for us. He's given us another year. And so we come to 2023. This year also. What is this year also? It is a very picture of the mercy of God. That God would give us another year to live. Can I say to you, we don't deserve 2023. <laughs> we, we didn't deserve 2022. Somebody says, well, no, the only year we didn't deserve is 2020 without COVID. You know, right? No, we don't deserve to live. 
We deserve death as a result of our sin. The Bible tells us that in the new year, what must we see? What should we see? What is God's purpose within it? That we would see He is merciful in giving us yet another year. This year also. The unfortunate thing is, is that Christians can step into the new year without any recognition that God is merciful in giving them another year. I think uh, we would all like to say that this year also in 2023 is not my last year. I have many more years ahead of me. Or I have 10 years, or I have 5 years, or I think and I hope, or I wish, or I believe that I have some more years in front of me. We all have different uh, 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 you know, uh, resolutions that we're pushing for and intend to do, plans that we're making for the new year. But could I say to you, do we consider the mercy of God in the new year? Because it only, is only by God's mercy and grace that we are living today in the year 2023. We don't deserve this year. Could I say to you, if the Christian, if we as Christians would step into 2023 with a mindset of, of considering the mercy of God that he would so give us another year to live, it would change and project the entire, an entire different lifestyle living in this year. Do you see the mercy of God within it? If this year also is thought to you as being another year at your workplace, another year with your family, another year in your home, another year in Nebraska, another January and February and March and, and maybe April of snow and cold, and then we step into the summer and then we have our small little fall before it steps back into the winter again and we keep doing the same thing and the same thing and the same thing this year also. No, is this year a year in which we will see the mercy of God? But I say to you, churches, families, our nation would have their whole entire lives changed if the mentality of God's people would be so with recognition that this year also is a year of God's mercy. This year could be the year that God takes you home. I'm not wishing that on you, but this could be the year. Those of you that are like, me, you're in your 20s, going, 30s, or uh, you say, no, I, I should have another, no, I might have another 50 years, potentially, left in my life. This could be the year. What if God's people lived in 2023 like it was the last year that they had on this earth? Boy, that, that would change your way of living, knowing your days are counted. The truth is our days are counted, but we don't recognize it. We take, it for, we, 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 we take it for granted. God gives us another year, this year also, and we just treat it as another year of life. And unfortunately for Christians, a journey of the Christian life that only involves maybe attendance in church. What's the principle here? And we're, get, we're getting to it. God seeks fruit. God looks for fruit. I say to you, number two, not only is there, do we see the mercy of God in the new year, but we see that there is an expectation of God in the new year. An expectation of God. What, what did the owner of that vineyard do? He comes to uh, the, that, that farm, should we say, and what is he looking for? What any farmer is going to expect as a result of the work in the ground, the planting, and the growing, I expect fruit of my labor. Could I say to you, God expects the same thing of you and me. He expects fruit. God expects fruit in 2023. 
Could it be said of you in 2022 that you were bringing forth fruit? You know, could we really expect anything other of God than that he would expect of us to have fruit? What, what more could God expect? What, what else could we think that God would want or desire of us than that we would bear fruit in our lives? See, the expectation of God in the new year is that we would make the choice to bear fruit. You see, it is a choice. It ultimately is a choice. Notice verse number 9. And if it bear fruit, well. And if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. The if. The question is, in this year also, 2023, if, if you choose to bear fruit, then well. And if not, will God say, this is the last? Christian, God has not placed you in Community Bible Church. God has not placed you in your home. God has not placed you in this nation uh, and as a believer in the Lord to just take up space in the vineyard. But I say to you, too many churches homes, our nation is full of them. Full of Christian believers who God expects to bear fruit, but are bearing none. There's nothing growing. People like to say, well, no, it's the caretaker. Why isn't the pastor? Why isn't the parent? Why isn't the Sunday school teacher? Well, what about the deacons? Uh, what, what about the, the other influential people in my life? They're the ones who are supposed to be helping me to bear fruit. No, 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 no. You, you choose whether you're going to bear fruit. That's the choice that you and I must make. I say to you, if you're depending upon Community Bible Church to bring fruit forth in your life, you've got it all wrong. You, you've got a biblical philosophy that's not at all how God intends for the Christian life to be lived. Amen? The Bible tells us the expectation of God in the new year is that we would bring forth fruit. I want you to notice the context. Why is Jesus telling this earthly story with a heavenly meaning? Notice what has just previously been said. Verse number one. The word of God says, There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. We don't know the exact account, per se, of everything that took place. We could study history and have speculation. But there is a reference being made by the Pharisees and the others who are present. You read chapter 12, you would find that's who he is speaking to. And they reference and say, well, uh, Jesus, have you not considered the Galileans and what happened to them as a result of the choices and or the sin which they committed? And Jesus, in somewhat of a sarcastic way, it would seem, responds in verse 2, And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered for such things? In other words, you think that these Galileans received judgment just because of bad things which they did? Now, does God judge us as a result of our sin? Yes. But does God's judgment come ultimately and only as a result of, uh, of the, the choice to do wrong? Look, we're all sinners, is what Jesus is implying at. We're all sinners. We all have sin in our life. Look at what verse number 3 says. Here's where the rubber meets the road. Jesus says, I tell you nay, but except ye, or in the English language, you repent. Stop looking at everyone else in the vineyard and comparing yourself to them. Stop saying, oh, well, look at all the fruit which they didn't bear. 
Look at all the fruit which they don't have. Oh, the reason why they got pulled up out of the vineyard, the reason why God took them home, it's because of all the things which they did in their life. And God says, you repent. It comes back to you. He says, Pastor Miller, you repent. He says, Christian, you repent. It's, it's, it comes back to you and I. It's a personal thing. And Jesus doesn't just stop there. He makes another reference to another incident. Or those 18 upon whom the tower in uh, Siloam fell and slew them. Think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? Do you really think that uh, they, they were, because they were the worst of sinners, that's why they received their punishment? No, we all receive punishment as a result of our sins. The, the focus should not be upon others. The focus should be upon us. So Jesus says again, verse 5, I tell you nay, but except ye repent. When God says something once, it's important. When God says it twice, it's very important. Repent. You see, how are we going to bring forth fruit? Well, yes, we've got to keep sin out of our life, but it's a self-examination of ourselves, Jesus is pointing out to us. But notice the fruit which God expects. Verse 6, he says, He also spake this parable. A certain man had a fig tree, planted it in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon. You mark your Bible, I'd like you to underline that word, sought fruit. He sought fruit thereon and found none. Verse 7, then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree. Underline those words. I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it to the ground? What purpose is there in Community Bible Church if we're just a bunch of fig trees who aren't bearing fruit? There's got to be fruit. You say, well, what are we talking about, the fruit? Well, we're going to look at that with, with the Lord's help. Look, turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 1. Keep your finger in Luke. 2 Peter chapter 1. You see, when we receive Jesus Christ into our life, we do so by faith, and faith alone, the Word of God tells us. Peter himself refers uh, to this faith, but notice what he says. 2 Peter 1 verse 1 through 5. Simon Peter a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord, uh, of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are ye given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature." having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. He's making reference to that which we have in Christ. Notice verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence, underline the next words, add to your faith. See, the problem that, that, uh, that we see in our nation, the problem that we see in our homes, the problem that we see in our churches, is Christian believers who are failing to add to their faith. They've received God by faith, but they're not bearing fruit through faith. Romans chapter 1, the Bible says we, that we as Christians are to live a life from faith to faith. From faith to faith. Notice verse 5 continues. Add to your faith what? Virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and a brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren 
nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, but he that lacketh these things is, notice, blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, notice verse 10, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Hey, are you even a Christian? That's what Peter says. The microphone's working this morning. Are you even a Christian? Do you even know the Lord? Is this one off? The, this microphone here? Okay. Yes, no? Just turn this one off. That will help. Do you know the Lord? That, that's the question that, that Peter is bringing out. Do you even know Christ? Make your election and calling sure. Uh, or do, if you are a believer in the Lord, you are going to be bringing by choice, bringing forth fruit in your life. Growing up, uh, Dad had this um, little tree sprout that had been given to him by our neighbors. And uh, the neighbors used to have a number of fruit trees. They had an apple tree and they had a cherry tree. And I can't remember all the different trees that they had. But they, you know, those types of fruit trees, they kind of only have a certain lifespan. You know, they don't, uh, uh, they don't last forever. Uh, but they, I remember they got a few of those little sprouts and uh, they gave some to my dad. And uh, he planted those things. I don't know. I was probably seven, eight years old. And uh, all, growing, all through my teenage years, it seemed that, that that tree just slowly, slowly grew. But it never, never did I get to actually see it bring forth fruit. And only up until, uh, what, the last uh, seven, eight years or so, uh, when I was in college, did it actually start to produce some fruit. And now they get so much fruit. I mean, it's just tons and tons and tons and tons uh, of fruit that's coming as a result of that. And, uh, uh, you know, does, does in one year of a fruit tree, do we expect it to bring forth great amounts, great, great, uh, a great host of, uh, of, of fruit as a result? Not, no, not particularly. We might see some this year. Uh, in 20, this past year, in 2022, we planted some strawberry rows and uh, we got like maybe three, four strawberries that come out of it, you know? Uh, if I'm going to expect a whole bucket load of strawberries, uh, I'm expecting a little bit too soon. But I say to you, when I come to those plants, what do I expect to see? I expect to see fruit. And the next year, what do I expect to see? I expect to see more fruit. By the following year, I expect to see even more fruit. You see, that's what God expects of us, Christian. That we're bringing forth more fruit. This year also. May this year not just be another year. But may this be a year in which you're bringing forth more fruit than what you brought before. Do you see the expectation of God, number two, in the new year, is that we would choose the power of God. That we would choose the power of God. Notice verse number eight, if you still have your finger in Luke chapter 13. The word of God says, And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. Now, that might be a loosely thought over passage of Scripture, but understand the end of that verse. Till I dig, dig it, and dung it. What is he saying? Till I work the ground up around it, till I pour some fertilizer on it, till I give it, yet by mercy and grace, another year also. What was the problem? The, the, the owner of the vineyard comes, he says, for three years, I've given this fig tree opportunity to bear fruit, and it's still doing nothing. I'm going to say to you, God says the same thing about Christians today. For years, unfortunately for some of us, years upon years, we're bearing little to no fruit at all. See, if we ever 
If we ever want to bring glory to God and for God to use us to our fullest and for God's promises to, in our lives to be fulfilled, we've got to bear fruit. God, is not, uh, God does not call Community Bible Church his church for the purpose of just having fig trees who are just sitting in the vineyard. You understand what I mean by that? But that we as Christians are bearing fruit. We're bearing fruit. There is, there is growth that we are choosing to have in our life. The Bible talks about the, the progressing Christian. We're going on unto perfection. God does not expect perfection, but the pursuit should be perfection as was laid out by the life of Christ himself. Is that your pursuit? Or have you reached a certain point in the age of your life where you say, oh, it's just this year also, another year? No, is this year another year in which you're going to bear forth more fruit? You know, some, sometimes we can have this problem where it's not that we're bringing forth fruit, but we bring forth the same to, to maybe even a little less fruit than we did the previous year. We're not letting God dig around us. We're not letting God fertilize us. We're just bringing forth just enough fruit. You see, we can step into 2023 and do it exactly like 2022. We can, truthfully. I mean, Lord willing, you have the same job, you stick with the same job, you work through it the whole year. Lord willing, someday we'll actually get some warmer weather, right? The summer will come around, and, uh, and then the winter will come around again, and we'll, we'll, we'll see those seasons pass through again. Every year can become the same, and unfortunately, it is that way for Christians. It is that way for some churches. It is that way for homes. That we just live each year as though it's another year. Can I say to you, Christian, this year, 2023, should be a year in which you are bringing forth more fruit than you ever have in your Christian life. Amen? This year. You say, well, how? How do I bring forth such fruit? The Bible tells us, number three, the expectation of God in the new year is that we would bring glory to God. And if you catch anything, truthfully, catch this part. Turn with me to John chapter 15. Keep your finger in Luke. John 15, very familiar passage where we are brought to a reminder of uh, God being the vine and we are the branches. We are to abide together in Christ. Okay? I want you to notice what Scripture tells us about this fruit and what God says concerning it. John 15, I am the vine, verse, one, uh, verse 5, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, or without me you can do nothing. I don't know about you, but I want to be a much fruit-bearing Christian. Amen? Amen? Not just fruit-bearing, but much fruit-bearing. But notice verse number 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. I say to you, many people overemphasize the fruit. Why don't you think about that for a second? It's easy for us to overemphasize the fruit. Sometimes Christians are producing fruit, but there's no glory to God. God says, why do we bear fruit? What's the purpose in 2023 of bearing fruit? That God would be given the glory. That's the purpose. 
And by the way, could I say to you, I had somebody tell me one day, I said, what is the purpose of the Christian life? And they said, well, bring glory to God. Well, you're exactly right, but how do we bring glory to God? By bearing fruit. Think about that for a second. We're so easy, so, so easy and quick to say, oh, yes, the most important thing for the Christian life is to bring glory to God. Yes, you are exactly right. But how do we do so? John 15 says that we abide in him, that we bring forth much fruit. Are you bearing fruit for the glory of God? You see, that's why. We don't just bear fruit just to have fruit. We don't just bear fruit because, oh, it's my church. I've got to serve in my church. Well, it's this. It's the ministry of God. I've got to serve in the ministry. Oh, well, it's a home. and It's got to be a Christian home. Oh, it's, uh, it, you know, it's our nation. I've got to stand up and be a Christian. And so I've got to do the right thing. No, it's not just about doing the right thing. We're talking about bringing glory to God. Amen? Amen. The purpose in fruit bearing is that God would be given all the glory. Hey, Community Bible Church could do all the ministries in the world. We could have a choir. Uh, we could get a, a second piano up here and just kind of category next to this one and have two pianos in Oregon. Uh, you know, uh, we could um, uh, you know, really uh, expand the parking lot, just extend it all the way back, all the way behind. We could purchase some new property and own the whole street. We could have our, our own uh, you know, massive little ministry. And then we could do outreach things. Oh, we, could, we, we could invite people in and we could uh, you know, give out baskets to people in need and, and we could... Uh, you know, uh, host things in our gymnasium and make the gymnasium available. And we could do all these ministry things to do things for people. But I say to you, there can be fruit, but if it's not done for the glory of God, then what purpose is there in it? Why cumbereth it to the ground? Why is it here? Christian, you know, I, I don't know about you, but it's my desire for our church and in my home, just the same, that in everything that we do, that we're doing it for the glory of God and not just doing to do it. Not just taking up space in the vineyard. God's not looking for, oh, how many fig trees are in the vineyard? You know, that's the unfortunate thing is that's how Christians look at the church. How many fig trees are there? Ah, oh, it's New Year's. Where are all the fig trees at? No, God says, where's the fruit? That's all God's looking for. Where's the fruit? And are we bearing fruit for the glory of God? Notice with me lastly here, the judgment of God in the new year. I want you to turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 28. Jeremiah 28. Very interesting passage of scripture. We come to Jeremiah the prophet who speaks to a false prophet by the name of Hananiah. Hananiah had posed himself to be someone to whom he was not particularly that of a man of God when he was not. And he was giving and sharing his claim to be wisdom of God with the people and therefore causing them to sin. So God tells Jeremiah to come to Hananiah and to, that, to tell him of the judgment that he was going to bring to his life. Notice verse 16, 28, chapter 28, verse 16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth. Underline these words. This year thou shalt die. That's a powerful verse when you think about it. When God says this year also, 2023, could it be this year that is your last year? God may return. That, that would be the end of life on this earth. Good things to look forward to, amen. But what would be said of the fruit that you born on this earth? Uh, your, your life could come to an end. God forbid we don't wish that upon someone, but your life could end. Are you bearing fruit? 
we talk about the good and faithful servant, we're not just talking about somebody who's doing the same thing over and over, but somebody who's bearing fruit for the glory of God. Turn with me to one other passage, Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5. When we consider the fruit-bearing individual, this new year in 2023, Isaiah the prophet speaks to Israel uh, concerning, um, the, once again, a judgment of God and how God was going to be sifting through the people. And remember, Isaiah is one of those prophets to whom God uh, used to give and share of that judgment to come. But notice what Isaiah says through the power of God, verse 1, Isaiah 5. Now I will sing to my beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. Well, my well-beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill, and he fenced it, underline that, he fenced it, and gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choicest vines, worthy of marking, planted it with the choicest vines, a distinct and peculiar people, and built a tower in the midst of it. Oh, great blessings were placed in that vineyard, and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it would bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem, verse 3, and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. What, notice verse 4, Mark it, what could have been done more to my vineyard? that I had not done in it. Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes, grapes. And now go to, I will tell you that I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up. And break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. And I will lay it to waste, and it shall not be pruned, nor digged. But there shall come up briars and thorns. And I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. Well, you read in that passage, Isaiah, the prophet, speaks for the Lord, and he speaks concerning that wine press. Did you catch that? In the midst of all the vineyard, there is a wine press. What is a wine press? Where that, those grapes are, are pressed down, that, it, that the, the actual fruit of what is being produced would be seen. Now, this year, uh, with it being so dry, uh, I think many of us saw this. You couldn't get any tomatoes, right? Anyone have that problem too? All right, you just couldn't get any tomatoes. There wasn't enough water. And even with the tomatoes you did get, they just weren't that juicy like they should have been because they didn't get enough water. When Christ looks at his vineyard, the believers, the Christians, he seeks, he expects fruit. He's looking for fruit. He looks at all the blessings, all the things which he's put around it. He's put a fence around it. He put a tower in the middle of it. He's dug up around it. He's fertilized it. He's given everything that was necessary for it to thrive. The question is this, Christian. Are we bringing forth fruit? And with the fruit that God sees, is it good fruit? Or is it the wild grapes? You see, the judgment of God could be in this new year. I believe that God, God's judgment is seen in our nation. Why is leadership, why are people not just passing away, but why is leadership pulled away or things happen in, in our nation today? It's God working, the judgment of God. 
where it had been said this year also, but wait, they've not honored me, I'm going to pull them out. They've not pleased me, I'm going to pull them out. They're not, on, they're not serving me, I'm going to pull them away. We see the same thing in churches. God says, there's a fig tree that's not bearing fruit, I'm going to strip them away. There's another one I'm going to pull away. There's another one I'm going to pull away. And somebody says, why are you pulling up all the fig trees? Now there's nothing left in the vineyard. God's not looking just for a fig tree. God's looking for fruit. Amen? God's looking for fruit. And my desire, as I pray that your desire is in 2023, is that we are a fruit-bearing Christian people. Amen? That we're bringing forth much fruit. And that when we're placed in the, the wine press, when we stand before Christ and we're given account for all the things that we've done and the fruit which we've borne and how that we've served the Lord and how that we've been faithful to the Lord and how that we've been loyal to the Lord and what we've done for Christ, that God would see that it's the fruit which he expects of the Christian. Let's pray head bowed and every eye closed. I wonder if God has spoken to your heart as he has mine in this passage. And say, Pastor... I want to bring forth much fruit in this new year. God's touched my heart. Could I pray for you in that way? Anyone like to hear this morning? Amen. I see those hands. Amen. May God help us. How easy it is just to be the fig tree. We'd like to think that this year has many more in front of it. But this year could be the end. Could be the end of it all. Will we live 2023 like it's the last year that we have here on this earth? Lord, I pray 